An audio production by Blue Yonder Studios. Dream Traveler's Tales, Book One. The Pen, Sultan's Wisdom by Dennis Galloway. Published by Aviva Publishing. Copyright 2020. Available at DennisLGalloway.com. Read by the author, Dennis Galloway. Chapter One, The Pen. Harold Duncan has been lost for a long time. He was a clerk in a large law firm in Edinburgh, Scotland. He'd worked there for four years, since 1918, although he detested the job and the lawyers, but he loved to write. He was fascinated by the imagination, the inner workings of the human mind, and capturing those thoughts on a piece of paper for posterity opening one person's mind so others could see their thoughts for all time. How marvelous it was, almost magical. Harold was lonely and bored with his real life. He needed to know there was something more. He took refuge in collecting old pins and writing with them. He loved the feel of a vintage pin, the sound as it scratched across the page, so he sought out obscure little antique shops forgotten by the general populace, those that perhaps were on the edge of going out of business, looking for the odd, out-of-place, dust-covered box that held a mint-conditioned Mont Blanc or even a first-generation McNiven or Cameron Waverley. In the cool evenings, Harold went out for long walks, down narrow alleys, poking his head into shops that promised interesting finds. One night, he passed down a street he had not noticed before. Under a bridge, an old, dark, wooden storefront with an inviting door set in the shadows of a dim street lamp. The door was closed, and it was hard to tell if the shop was even open. Harold squinted through the door window. He could barely make out a small room with shelves reaching up into the shadows, covered with odd-looking old lamps, books, dishes, and trinkets of all sorts. He tried the door. It opened with a creak and a soft jingle of bells hanging above the door. The creak seemed very loud in the uninhabited space, and he looked around at the jumble of treasures scattered over tables, shelves, and hooks hung about the small, dark-paneled room. There were lots of scattered antiques, dusty, pungent, Colorful, oddly shaped, familiar, yet different. Catnip to less specialized collectors than Harold, each begging to be picked up, dusted off, examined. Seeing no pens, Harold became impatient to get back to his apartment. He turned to the door, grabbed the doorknob. Then he heard it. He stopped, listened. The sound was soft at first. He wasn't sure he had really heard anything, but yes, there it was. The soft shuffle of slippers on a wooden floor. Can I help you? Came a deep, soft, grizzled voice from behind him. Startled, Harold swung about quickly to see a deep set of gray eyes gazing at him above a wide, friendly smile, which was buried in a small gray beard. The eyes were surrounded by an assortment of wrinkles, and the face so old that it was almost mummified. The man's head was bald, 
and sported a red Moroccan fez. His body was bent with age and covered by a soft blue robe with large sleeves that dangled low about his body. His leggings were covered by an odd-looking cloth that seemed to shimmer in the room's dim light when he moved. Can I help you? He repeated with the same friendly smile. Uh, yes, I um, I was looking for, uh, said Harold in a low, shaking tone. Yes, said the man. Uh, uh, yes, of course. I'm looking for old pens, quills, writing instruments of some age, Harold replied. I'm intensely interested in the art of writing and the accoutrements that go with it. Oh, I see, said the shopkeeper, gray eyes twinkling. I think I may have something of interest to you. With that, the shopkeeper turned and shuffled slowly over to a ladder that leaned against a wall covered with shelves. He slowly climbed up the ladder, one step at a time, pausing between each effort, until he reached a particular shelf farther back in the shadows than the others. He pulled back the long sleeve of his robe and reached into the dark. He muttered a few indistinguishable words and coughed a little as the dust he had stirred up. When he retrieved his arm, clutched in his bony hand, was a long, low, black-covered velvet box. Ah, yes. Here it is. Just where I had left it long ago, he muttered to himself. Slowly, one step at a time, the shopkeeper descended the ladder until he was standing on the shop floor once again. He turned, and with a triumphant smile, slowly shuffled over to Harold, holding the box in front of him. Here it is. It's been resting for a long time, but I think it's time to wake it from its slumber. Before Harold could comment or process the wake it comment, Nan held the box out under Harold's eyes and opened it. When Harold saw the pen, he was immediately filled with a warm glow, as if he was seeing an old friend. He reached out, touching it lightly, and he felt the warmth and the smoothness of his dark ebony surface. It was longer than most pens he had, and the grip was curved to fit the hand. A slender stem climbed beyond the grip, giving the pen its long form. It was older than a fountain pen, but it was not a quill either. Harold marveled at the ingenuity of the instrument, knowing it had to predate even the oldest fountain pen, yet it still had an ink reservoir. Before Harold could inquire as to its age, the pen's beauty beckoned him to pick it up, to hold it, almost like a lover wanting to hold hands. Harold's eyes grew wide as he plucked it from its box. He immediately felt joy in his heart, a happiness he had not felt in a long time. He stared at the pen and asked, How much? I see the pen has chosen you, my friend. That is a good thing, for if it did not, then I could not sell it to you. How much? Harold repeated. Whatever you think is fair. Will five pounds be enough? asked Harold, his eyes still fixed on the pen. Why, yes, just the sum I had in mind, said the man with a gentle smile. Cash only, of course. Great, said Harold, almost shouting as he fumbled for his wallet and produced a five-pound note without taking his eyes off the pen, and he handed the note over. Thank you. Do you wish it wrapped, sir? No, no, thank you. I'll just put it back in its box. 
Harold gently put the pen back in its box, closed the lid, and took it from the man's hands, tucking it into his inside coat pocket and giving it a gentle pat before returning his attention to the man. Is there anything else I can get you, sir? asked the man, staring at Harold with his large gray eyes and smiling face. No, this is all I want. Thank you, said Harold, turning on his heel and quickly leaving the store, gently closing the door behind him. He was so excited. He couldn't wait to get home and use the pen. He would write such a wonderful story with it. As the shopkeeper watched Harold go, he said to himself with a smile, Well done, sir. Well done. Chapter 2 The Duncan Home Harold rushed down the dimly lit cobblestone street and up a foggy alley to his apartment door, which was set in the brown brick wall of a two-story building from the 1600s. He fumbled with his keys, found the right one, and put it into the lock. With a quick twist of Harold's wrist, the door clicked open. Harold swiftly stepped into the quiet. Closing the door behind him, he placed his hat and coat on the wall hook. Taking the pin from his coat pocket, he bound up the stairs to the study. The room was small but cozy, not confining. It was warm and smelled of paper and books. One window, surrounded by heavy dark drapes, attempted to throw light from the street lamps into the room, but it failed to illuminate anything, managing only to slightly lessen the dim. The walls were covered in a drab, faded but pleasing floral pattern, mostly obscured by shelves filled with books and stacks of papers, all neatly stacked and numbered. On one special shelf, a number of pins were on display in an oak case that had glass doors and Victorian accents. The lamps in the room were small, with faded shades controlling the spread of dim lights. A large walnut, dark walnut, roll-top desk of indeterminate age occupied a good portion of one of the walls. Thrown across the desktop's limited surface were a number of handwritten papers and various stages of completion. A large green overstuffed chair in which a small crumpled up dark blue blanket resided was in one corner. Although the room was cluttered, there was not a speck of dust anywhere. The room was quiet, almost suffocatingly so. The only sound was an old clock ticking away the time rhythmically, keeping time with the universe as it pulsed ever outward. Tick. Tock. Harold entered the room quickly, walking across a soft Persian rug that covered part of the dark wood floor and headed straight for his desk. He sat down with his barrel swivel chair, pushed aside the scattered papers that covered the desktop, and placed the pin case in an open space. He sat there for a moment, looking at it, savoring the soft black velvet fabric that covered the box. He reached into a side drawer, took out a plain sheet of writing paper, and placed it on the desk next to the pen box. Biting his lower lip, he opened the box. There it lay, the pen. Looking up at him with a smile, or so he felt. He carefully lifted it out and held it in his right hand, feeling a flow of warmth rushing up his arm 
relaxing it in a soothing, caressing manner. He smiled. Harold brought the pen over to the paper and started to write the first few words that came to mind. The words were the beginning of a book he had been thinking about writing for some time. So they came easily. The pen scratched out the words and the clock ticked. Harold paused to gather his next thought, but the pen kept writing. Its straight stem bent, curling around his wrist, gently caressing and holding on to his forearm. His eyes grew wide as he watched the stem wrap about his arm. His hand moved, writing automatically. Overwhelmed, he let it believe it was just completing his previous thought subconsciously. That is, until he saw what the pen was writing. You have heard a reading of Dream Traveler's Tales Book One, The Pen, Sultan's Wisdom by Dennis Galloway, available at dennislgalloway.com. Other works by Dennis Galloway. His books, Concho, A Soldier's Revenge, The Green King. Ask questions to get what you want. Inspiring Gratitude Journal, focus on gratitude and find happiness. Gratitude, daily success. Documentaries, I want to be there. Videos, the RV guy. Dennis Galloway is available for speaking engagements. Please contact him at dennislgalloway at gmail.com. 702 816 0281. Be sure to visit dennislgalloway.com.